0: Fly Nerd Group was recorded live at Mess in the greatest city in the world, Chicago, USA.
1: good in the hood hey yo. hey we
2: are back we are back we are back we are back sorry that we left you for so long but you are now in tune to the fly nerd group i am coachy e soul star and with me always is
1: G in the and of course
2: our man on the wall in the chair scott making sure we sound crisp clean and uh and all other things in between. What's up, fellas? <laughs> yeah, man, it's been a minute, man. Miss y'all, man. What's up? Yeah, it's it's, you it's, good? it's yeah, every, 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 <laughs> chilling, chilling. Good. Every, every everyone's chilling. Uh, the San Diego Comic Con happened. That's true. Uh, we got a lot of a announcements, lot of information, a lot of information that we're gonna <laughs> dissect a little a little bit today. Um, so let, let's just dive into the uh, you know what the the talk of the town was the Marvel Phase Four releases. I wasn't too
1: um, excited.
2: I, you know, you know, my, I, I'm moderately excited, especially by the Doctor Strange Madness and yeah, the multiverse. I think
0: Madness and the multiverse is probably the best title for that entire Phase Four announcement. Yeah. There's some really weird shit in there. But yeah. you know,
2: it, it, this is the time. Like, if, if you're gonna if you're gonna go uh, B to C list,
1: do it now. <laughs> do it now. Now's this the time. This is the moment to do that. This and is. The, I think it's going to get really weird and funky.
2: But, but we, it, it's time for the weird and fun. It's like, we've gotten, we've gotten the icons. Yeah. We've gotten the, the icons, the standards. But now it's time to delve into those corners of the Marvel Universe that, that, that people love and like. Yeah. Um, I, I was very excited, though, about learning that the Loki show... Is gonna follow the Loki who stole the space,
0: the, the, uh, Terrace act yeah. at the in in, in Endgame. That was
1: kind of obvious. Well, that.
0: yeah, he stole the Tesseract, and that's the only Loki there. Yeah. Is yeah. currently, or no, he, he did get unsnapped, didn't he? He probably got unsnapped. All right. He may have gotten unsnapped. We nah, don't know.
1: which one? The one that died at the beginning?
2: Yeah. Nah, the one that died, nah. died in, the in Infinity died War.
0: Wait, no, no, he didn't get snapped. He just got straight up died. killed. Yeah, he got yeah. he got murdered. Right. So, yeah, so, so that's so the only Loki Tesseract alive. Tesseract stealing 2014 Loki is the only yeah. Loki current, yeah. currently in play.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Right. It that we know of. Right. That we know of. And also the that the fact that the the WandaVision show is going to spin out of the Doctor Strange uh nah, I do madness like and the multiverse. I do like that.
1: Now I, I think WandaVision and I think they're gonna um like put her on a very uh different direction. But it's gonna be dope because uh I, I like her character. I like how the story is actually going to involve her and Strange witch and Doctor Strange, you know Which in the it,
2: in the books they had they had some shared time together. He did nice. some training of her um for a while, unfortunately could not stop her from disassembling the Avengers in the horrible way that she did them. But you know, as someone who just recently reread Avengers Disassembled,
0: those four issues hit really hard. See, I saw you mentioning that online, and I will admit I did not read Avengers Disassembled, so maybe a brief recap is warranted. Uh, oh, yeah.
2: So, so pretty much, um, it is. It is actually officially known as the worst day in Avengers history. Uh, pretty much. Uh, Jack of Hearts, uh, a a D-list character who was an Avenger for a a little while, shows up on the mansion's front lawn. I
0: loved Jack of Hearts back when he made a guest appearance uh, in Rom Space Space Night.
2: Night. Oh, Rom. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Rom the Space Night.
0: that's how old I am, and B, that's how crappy my tastes in comics were. <laughs> hey, hey, adolescent.
2: Rom, Rom was the Rom was the business. <laughs> Unfortunately, that toy company, whoever they are, did not want money apparently cuz when Marvel said, "Hey, we want to put this licensed property back into print, at least the graphic novels of the of the legendary run from the 70s." They were like, "Nah, nah. We don't want your money. We're not going to do anything with this character, but we don't want your money." <laughs> 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 Just wow. trying to put that behind them and wow. disavow all knowledge of Rom. <laughs> pretty, Yikes. pretty, pretty much. But yeah, so pretty much Jack of Heart shows up on the mansion doorstep, explodes, killing Scott Lang, the Ant Man. Uh, so you, as we know, he obviously comes back later and as given his appearance in the films and now in the books. He's back, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, kill Scott Lang in the process of this whole uh, battle. The Vision. Uh, crashes a Quinjet into the mansion. Yikes. Gets out of the Quinjet, vomits multiple Ultrons, and and then She-Hulk goes bananas, rips the vision in half. They fight these pseudo-Ultrons, and then all of a sudden the Kree show up. Hawkeye dies, taking out a Kree ship, and then at the end of it all is revealed that is it is Wanda. She has had another nervous breakdown. It's her second in about a 10 year span but this time she played no game she killed Agatha Harkness she killed the Vision she was pretty much responsible for it. like once this all came out and Ma- and they put her in a coma thanks to Doctor Strange like a magically induced coma Magneto comes and takes her away and the Avengers just look around like our home is destroyed people have died the way everyone's looking at. we had no control over the situation We we kind of suck and they
1: all walked away she's the daughter of Magneto. Yeah, she is the daughter of Magneto. But so she had she's an, pretty powerful.
2: Yeah, well, and and the Bendis once, the writer uh, Brian Michael Bendis once said she had the most undefined power set in the Marvel Universe. What is a hex?
0: Yeah, it's a chaos mutant powered chaos magic. magic then what does that mean other than she can bend reality to I her will no the argument could be made that she is the most powerful mutant on earth just because she has basically reality stone powers but pretty much in her, her. genes
2: uh, her and franklin richards are omega level right. mutants um reality
0: bending mutants who can change everything Right. I I missed Avengers Disassembled. I do recall uh, Wanda, uh, the Scarlet Witch's big contribution to the Marvel Universe in the 2000s, which was to reduce the entire mutant population. House of M. In House of M yeah, to House of M. how many mutants was it they, that came down it to? It went
2: from a million to like a hundred. 114, I think, was actually the final number.
0: By just uttering the words, no more mutants in the process right, of man. a right. Scarlet Witch hex, Eliminated most of the mutants yep. in existence and prevented any more from being born. Yep, until uh, many years later when hope came along and reignited
2: the, the mutant gene. So that's some serious power is yeah. what I'm saying. Oh yeah, she, the, the Scarlet Witch is not a... Uh, the movies depict her as kind of like maybe almost a telekinetic in a way. Like She, she tends to use her powers more in a push, pull, send things flying at you, which she can do. That is within her scope. Well, not really. She was
1: going to destroy the gym. Yeah, but that was still like she was like pulling force from it. Yeah, she was like forcing like, you know. What did she put on Thanos that made him want to fire the missiles? Yeah, he's just mad, man. You know, he's like, hey, how how dare you? He said she was the most powerful as one and even Kevin Feige said that she's Capable of destroying Thanos. Oh yeah, yeah, she
2: could. Yeah, with her, if 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 we if we dipped into the actual uh, mar- the the Wanda from the comics, if they used that level of power, yeah, there there wouldn't have been a chance for him to snap because she could have faded him away. So you think they're gonna um
1: reach this power level no, cinematically? I don't think so. Well, they are doing the TV show and putting I, I think they're right gonna the movie. I everything.
2: think they're gonna hint at it, but I don't think she'll ever. I mean, even now even today now she They is. have all the mutants. Yeah, I mean, even now though I don't think they're going to I don't think they're going to introduce someone who can whimsically change reality. That would be that would be kind of that would be OP, very OP for the movies, I think. Well, like yeah, I, I said,
1: I, we're going to a very weird place with Marvel. For I mean, sure.
0: And I think I, I I kind of hope that they've gotten this gigantic reality bending cosmic trip out of their system. With Infinity War and Endgame, and are going to take the stories to a slightly more relatable scope. Well, you know. Because the end of everything, or at least the end of half of everyone, it is hard to get the stakes a lot higher than that. Except. Just everyone, I guess. Right. Well, you know the oh god, uh, they're gonna do that. Aren't the
2: they? the press release on the <laughs> doctor have to top The <laughs> the press release on the Doctor Strange movie is actually uh, them, and and this is where this is where I like the the theme of this phase because they're dipping into the horror corners now of the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. They have said both Eternals, Doctor Strange, and of course Blade will have horror elements to them. Whereas whereas sci fi and was the theme, was kind of like the overarching theme, you know, time travel, things like that were kind of like the big thematic push. The now arc th- the arc now they're going to go into the the dark corners, the, the horror, the the weird stuff. Which I, the I will mar- ad-
0: I will admit that I don't quite get their whole plan sometimes, but how you take the Eternals into that horror
2: the de- theme because their their main enemy was the was the deviants true and those are very grotesque very monstrous creatures so they that like the the main thing they fought was the deviants and the celestials right, right. so if we if we if we're going to if they're going to stay a little more grounded then they'll probably have them they'll they'll probably introduce the celestials i mean guardians of the galaxy already did we already know that nowhere is the head of a celestial right we know that so now they have the chance to play with oh maybe we could bring an actual celestial in like, let's bring the large planet destroying or well, planet making, planet destroying. Whatever the Celestials are actually a uh, one of the bigger cosmic mysteries because no one really knows exactly what they are. They each have a different purpose. I know one is called the Judgment, the other one's called like the Planet Terror. So they're they're kind of all over the
0: place. They seem to be like architects of yeah. the cosmos. Though. Yeah, they and are the ones who set things in motion. Yeah, and I think engineers. this movie
1: is going to set off the origin story just the universe alone. So it, it's like a creation, like pre, 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 everything, and um,
0: probably introduce a couple things too, um, maybe a little Galactus, and I mean, when you, you start to get into Eternals territory and you start to get into Celestials, you gotta think this is a setup for, for Galactus, Galactus. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right, definitely, yeah. definitely, he, uh, and all the Kirby verse, oh uh, right? yes, <laughs> yeah,
2: every everything course. that everything that Jack Kirby has done, uh, uh, you know, is is cinematic worthy. Like from from the Forever People aesthetic level, yeah, yeah, the aesthetic, like like he like his his landscapes were just fantastic. So how could you not want to put take a Jack Kirby
0: page and put it on screen? Right, fantastic yeah. in a way that only could be done now. Yeah, true, only could be done true. now. Good CGI. Yeah, yeah we're good, with, we with have good now CGI. gotten to the point where Jack Kirby stage. can happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, where, where the, the Jack Kirby, the Steve Ditko designs, all that stuff can 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 happen now. And uh, speaking of the horror corners of the Marvel Universe, uh, our buddy Blade, the 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 character who is actually responsible for Marvel even saying, "Okay, we can stand in this movie game a little bit." Right. They're they're bringing them back, and there's was, there was a lot of controversy. A lot of people thought uh, Mr. Ali was not not the one. Why? Uh, because people still look at Wesley Snipes and say, "Hey, Wesley, you could do this still." And people also still have he this. He w-
1: can still.
2: And people have this affinity for Michael Jai White. I like him as an action person, but as an actor, I'm sorry, bro. I'm I'm not with you 100%. I'm sure there's some some MJW fans out there that are going to want to come for me. He is a great stuntman, martial artist, Indeed. expert. Indeed. I will never take that away from him. Never, Indeed. ever. But I, I'm sorry. I just can't see him having the full-on acting chops to pull off the tortured soul that is Blade, because let's not get it twisted. As bad as Blade is, he is also a tortured person.
1: Indeed, that's true. Um, Michael J, yeah, he I, I don't want to see him as the lead role, but ah, it kind of hurts saying that, but it's it's true, what you say is true. I don't want to see him um, playing that role. Wesley Snipes I still think is a possibility. But. I mean, I think I, I think – I think
2: they should put Wesley in maybe as a new Whistler. Maybe,
0: right. he yeah, He's a little yeah. old as a human to be Kick a leading fight, man, man and uh, a gotcha. leading action man. Well, and I'm sorry, he, but Ollie that's only true. So, yeah, mean, I
1: mean,
2: that's what the Expendables are for, but Ali's the better actor.
1: He played Cottonmouth, and I was kind of pissed off at Luke Cage once they killed that character. So, uh, yeah, he... He he's been through the Marvel.
2: Yeah, he's already he's already got World a Marvel. World. He's always got a Marvel. Already got a Marvel connection. But I'm I'm so excited. i cool with it. I don't yeah, care. I'm excited I don't care. to see Blade return though. Like I've I've been. Did they there. announce a date yet? Uh, they they have it's not. like Four years. Yeah, like I think it's like, like one three. thing I
1: hate about this phase is everything's spaced out. It is very spaced out. It's like it, it is very spaced out. Movies we talk about is not even coming out to like two years. <laughs> two yeah, <or> three <laughs> years. I mean
2: you know it's the excitement of the Comic Con. Though if, if they would have made this announcement. Pretty soon, like if the San Diego Comic Con didn't exist, we would have been hearing about this this month or next month anyway. That hey, so on so because they shoot these things now, right. and then you know editing is a long and arduous process, which is so. much respect to everyone who has edited some of these films because I can't imagine the amount of hours that went into like doing the CGI. Yeah, and, I mean, and e- editing on editing Endgame.
0: nothing. It's like right now there are actors in suits with little green balls all over them right. in a green room, right. just saying lines and jumping around at nothing. <laughs> which is, which are, is
2: hilarious when you think about it. <laughs> and then there are whole
0: office buildings of guys and gals on computers just Going know, plugging work. away, <laughs> <Yeah>. rendering, <laughs> Going to rendering, to work. rendering, rendering. Every now and again
2: I would like to think that at some point they were like, hey, I'm Captain America. <laughs> like, because like, you have to like convince yourself that this is all happening and convey physical emotion as well as, like, you know, do the lines and everything else. And you are right. It's a, it's a green screen behind you. The trees aren't there. The space <laughs> isn't there. These rocks aren't there. Right. It's just like, you know, it, it's just like you and everyone you've been hanging out with, y'all just really, like you said, jumping around going, ha, ha, <laughs> uh. you know? It's, it's, it's pretend on the highest level. It is. It's playing Indeed. pretend it on the highest Acting. level. Yeah. <laughs> Acting.
0: Acting. <laughs> Do you have any information about uh, the Doctor Strange film? Um, just that it's going to be him and Wanda,
2: and it's going—it's definitely going to dip into the horror. There is even been rumored that uh, the Man Thing will at least be mentioned in really? it as a as a because you know he is the nexus of the multiverse. Those
0: who fear burn at his touch. Yeah, those who fear
2: burn at the touch of the Man Thing. Huh. That is such a bad name. the man thing is the nexus of the multiverse he's the nexus that's how explain he is how howard the duck got to our world Uh how if if you go yeah how he came the man thing with what resides within him is was known as the nexus of realities and so pretty much he is a focal point for travel throughout the multiverse
0: See now that I did not know. I just thought he was a giant shambling mound of vegetation, and he was and drawn th- to fear. That,
2: and that's how he started. And then they had to they had to figure out like, okay, why is he? Why does he? Why doesn't he move out of this area? What's going on? So they added a little a little more mysticism to the character, and and made him this focal point. And they kind of explore that in uh in the Luke Cage led Thunderbolts when they actually had the they actually. Sh- strapped a device to Man-Thing so they could navigate teleportation.
0: So I'm going to guess that this comes after the uh, Alan Moore run on Swamp Thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah.
0: So the idea of the shambling mound of vegetation being more than just a shambling mound of vegetation had already been
2: yeah at, at first they were at first swamp thing and man thing were just knockoffs of like just man straight thing, horror stories. man yeah straight horror stories man thing was a knockoff of swamp thing i would say uh man thing because of the 70s era that he came out in was a little more horrified a little more a hor- little more horror uh not horrified but you know, had a little more horror tinge to him sure uh Swamp Thing had it and then lost it and then got it back once Alan Moore came along and said I'm going to make this the scariest book I can possibly make it but also teach you a lesson. Right. Which was what hit his point was. Uh, but also in that phase for uh, Thor, Love and Thunder. I'm excited for this one. This is because I'm a fan of Jane Foster Thor. Okay. I'm a big fan. Uh she won me over almost instantly. Um so I'm I'm a fan. So you excited? I'm excited for this. one.
1: I mean, I was—I really was more geared to see Guardians three than a Thor, but I'll take it. I mean, we, we're, <laughs> still getting Gar- we're still getting—we're bla- still getting—we're yeah, uh, still getting—we're getting Guardians four like four years down the line. But yeah, I mean, we getting I'll Guardians three it. though. So I'll yeah. take it. I mean, I wanted just to see the narrative of uh, what Thor is doing with the Guardians. That's and, what I want to see and see before what I- we see another Thor and where she coming from? Is this coming from a multiverse? How's she getting the money and everything you yeah. know is a whole. Well, I mean, if if new, it's if it's anything, you the worms though. If it's
0: anything similar to the book, I mean, um, Yonir chooses her. Yeah, I, all right. I'm going to jump in one more time, and sorry, I'm talking so much, but mm. I, this is relevant to my interests. Uh, <laughs> I am cool with this new Thor. However, if there was going to be any new Thor once again as a child of the seven comics of the seventies ch- and eighties, if there was Ray going Ray Ray to be a new Thor. I wanted it to be better ray Bill. The horse faced alien yeah, who came across the came across Melnir and next thing you know, we've got a brand new really weird Thor. Yeah, I you, agree. And and I would I want that too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not ag- I'm not against that. Um I'm
2: not against that either. Beta Ray Bill is one of my favorite uh characters to spin out of Thor. I don't think Beta Ray Bill can carry a film though.
0: No, no, that would just be one thread. Yeah,
2: I, I think it's I think I, I think you can make him part of it. Yeah. But but you can't you can't just say, hey, here's alien Thor. Enjoy.
1: I don't know. I
2: don't know if you can. I don't know if you can spin that one uh, too well. But I, I'm excited for for the Jane Foster Thor because she used the hammer in different ways. She she treated it differently. Um Thor uh I guess the the best way to put it Thor used the hammer like it was like it was a weapon. Right. Where she used the hammer more like it was a um instrument, like a partner. She, when she didn't keep the hammer on her, she would actually when she was done, she would throw Mjolnir into space and say, "I'll call you when I need you."
1: And where the hammer would go? Anywhere it wanted. <laughs> oh wow. Go to the bar.
2: Any, anywhere it wanted. <laughs> Any, anywhere, because there is a living being inside the hammer. Like the the if if you if you if you track the legend of what happened, Odin put a living storm, of like a sentient storm inside the hammer. The hammer has been alive this whole time. Hey man, you're getting a little too huh. deep. <laughs> <Yeah>. the, <laughs> hammer's, the hammer's hammer's been hey, alive man. this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> what? The hammer's alive there there's like a there's like a a sentient storm inside of it i've learned something today yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. so and that's why the What about ha- the
1: storm chaser i mean stormbreaker stormbreaker yeah. yeah
2: that's a different like that's stormbreaker is less powerful than Mjolnir.
1: okay
2: less powerful okay much less yeah. powerful but, uh, you know, so is. All right,
1: you getting too deep. All <laughs> right, so we got to talk about Winter Soldier Falcon. <laughs> yes. The, the buddy movie. <laughs> yeah, the buddy movie. Will's the well, a TV show, hopefully. Yeah, it's an ongoing buddy, series, Yeah, right? ongoing series, yeah yeah. 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 So the government don't want Falcon to become Captain America. They're on the run, and Nemo puts on this purple mask. Oh, Zemo. Zemo, yeah, excuse me. Uh, Baron sorry. Zemo. Yeah, Baron Zemo, excuse me. Um, purple mask look like he's gonna be Winter Soldier problem. So two two guys. He got the shield. I think this is gonna be a Rodimus Prime moment for Falcon because he's those are some big shoes to fill. Mm-hmm. You saw this guy from Winter Soldier all the way down to Endgame. Put hands. Well, go to like from soldier to leader. He's seen this guy develop. Yeah, and those are some big shoes to fill, and you know, let alone everyone else know that too, and kind of dope because falcon is black you know what i mean and they don't want him to fill that role as well all of that all of those elements well, yeah i mean they're they're bringing I in I they're that could, uh lead to a great story oh yeah they're bringing in the
2: elements from the from the cap falcon as cap book when he was you know full-on took over captain america i mean how the world reacted to that no one really wanted him outside of the other avengers to right. be captain america like he had to be a complete support of the avengers so you think that would be enough like hey Iron Man likes me. Thor likes me. <laughs> you should like me I too. I know all the plugs. Right. I know all. I know all these people. I'm good nah, with all these people. And the nah. world. The world was like, eh. not <laughs> my Captain America. Right. Not my Captain <laughs> <Right>. America.
1: Exactly. <laughs> right, right.
3: So yeah. I mean, I'm,
2: I'm, ex- I'm excited. There's a lot of symbolism for
1: that's going on with the world today too. So yeah. I ho- hopefully, they could tie some of that stuff in yeah, into the storyline.
2: It was. It was. A, it was a lot of exciting announcements, and uh, you know. We we you know to 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 be fair we need to give DC their their shine too but their San Diego Comic Con announcements were kind of lackluster.
1: Isn't they doing the Crisis?
2: Yeah, but they're doing it uh, they're doing it through the TV shows. They're doing Crisis like so Flash, Arrow, Supergirl, and then the soon to come Batwoman because Green Arrow's Green Arrow's in its final season, and Batwoman is starting oh, right, soon. Yeah. So they're doing Crisis in the, on, on their TV shows, which is cool. Dark you know,
1: side.
2: I mean, the Crisis is the, is the monitor and the anti-monitor.
0: Right. So, I uh, did hear that uh, Black Lightning will be uh, tying into Crisis. I'm not surprised by that. Um, and that's kind of the first time that he will have intersected with any of the Arrowverse, true? Yeah. Yeah. They, they haven't crossed over yet. And that they're going to be putting a proper Batman in there and not like Gotham <laughs> no, pre-Batman not. Bruce Wayne. They're going full Batman and putting right, the definitive can't. DC television universe Batman in this crisis story. Well, it's really? about
2: time, because they gave us a crappy Batman on that Titan show. Like I, I watched those eight or ten episodes. You watched that? I did. I had to, man.
0: I still have to. I had to. I, I was underwhelmed Why? by everything I saw about it, but yeah. such a Titans fan growing up that I gotta. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm a Titans. not have lift. to do it. I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> it's I like X Men. You don't <laughs> have to watch that movie. You don't <laughs> have to. You don't have to do it.
1: Don't do it to yourself. But anyway, uh, you know. And <laughs> but I But Batman that, was in it, so I heard DC don't even have the rights to Batman. I heard uh, actually marvel after tv rights to batman really explain I'll,
2: explain yeah this is news
1: ah what's the story they s- long time ago uh
0: shit you got me live can't Man. possibly be true look i'm it up. gonna go ahead and say it. look it up batman
2: <laughs> tv rights i gotta know look it up i gotta know you you just dropped that was a major you should have started with that <laughs> 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 you should oh disney owns batman tv rights bam <laughs> what <laughs> The network produced and distributed the series in the 60s and retains the rights to the TV show despite Warner Brothers
1: retaining full ownership of DC entertainment today. Which is why you got Gotham the way it is, which is why they never developed a Batman TV show. They have HBO for God's sakes. They could have done a Batman show long time ago. Just
2: as twentieth Century Fox continues to own the rights to George Lucas's original Star Wars film, even though Disney acquired Lucasfilms in twenty
1: twelve. And I heard they're not releasing the original Star Wars for the Disney Plus either.
2: No, they they are doing the uh, special
1: editions. Ugh. A lot of people's not happy about that.
2: Yeah, they're they're doing the ones where you see Han, you see you see Guido shoot first, right. you see Jab, you see Jabba on Tatooine,
0: right. you and see- extra droid slapstick comedy. Yes, that's what that movie needed.
2: And, and here's the thing: they had to have known this when they first put that CGI Jabba in the special edition. <laughs> that when they got around to Jedi, if you weren't going to CGI that Jabba, then it was pointless. Because okay. you still get fat puppet Jabba in Return of the Jedi. He's like, whoa, 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 solo. Still, you know, <laughs> <laughs> sitting there doing, doing his thing. And, but in, in New Hope, the, in the remastered edition, you get Jabba slithering around, talking to True. Han before he gets on the Millennium. Like, no, like we didn't need that. I didn't, I didn't need the extras. Nope. Like, the special editions failed almost as hard as the prequels in my, in my mind.
1: I, I almost agreed. as hard. We're gonna have to do a Star Wars because oh, I have so many of questions. Course, of of about course. The failures and stuff and how it just keeps going. But anyway. Well so so <laughs> yes,
2: so so Disney does indeed own the T V rights to Batman. So Shut our mouths. Yeah. That's
1: why you never had never seen <laughs> a good Batman show because they,
2: they can't put Batman on the on screen. Well then perhaps <laughs> hey, Could uh, they this. put
1: Batman in Winter Soldier and <laughs> Falcon.
2: <laughs> well, see now they 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 don't own the movie rights. They only own the TV that's a rights. a TV show. Yes. Yeah, oh yeah, they could put they if they I guess
0: <laughs> I'm sure there's some sort of legality involved. Like, like it's just a matter of time before uh, Disney buys everything, and then we can finally have the long-awaited uh, JLA Avengers crossover. The the one which that, was awaited by no one actually. It was not. It was no, not a great book. I don't want to see that yet. No. That the I mean, those four books. It was nice to see the
2: art and see like every Avenger and every Justice League member ever.
0: Yeah, just George Perez. Yeah, making just splash jo- yeah, pages.
2: Just George Perez saying, "Yep, I'm giving you this." Yeah. I'm going to give you this Flash Quicksilver race, which I love the fact that uh, Kirk Busey paid attention to the world. And like when they brought Flash into the Marvel Universe, no speed force. So he had no power when he came over. Uh. Just kind of like, oh, I can't do it. And Quicksilver was like, yeah. Yeah, you can't. Hey, what's <laughs> up, sir? <son? laughs> yeah, you can't. I tried to
1: pass you twice. And then
2: like like the it was like the little things that didn't matter in that book that were the most important, like Cap and Batman not fighting each other. Like w- like sizing each other up and just realizing like we could we'd fight this fight forever. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. like yeah. so let's let's talk it out. Or the the hawkeye green arrow square off, you know, like like those little itty bitty the the Namor Aquaman square off. Which was good. Uh, speaking of which Namor, which you brought that up.
0: Um, <coughs> Back to the topic at hand. Yes, word sorry. is, yes. uh, <laughs>
1: there's a Black Panther 2 developing. And word is that Namor may be the villain for... Well, I mean... Which Wak- was
2: pre... Wakanda and Atlantis went to Atlantis and, war.
1: And in Endgame, they said they had a, a earthquake on, you know, with the ocean part. And she was, oh, just forget about it. It's nothing. <laughs> it's just a little bubble bubble. Gotcha. I mean, they... Uh,
2: T'Challa and Namor went at it and there was a loss of they were like their war had high casualties. Yeah. Like that thing was serious. Yeah. That thing, especially after Namor got the uh the Phoenix Force in uh in X-Men versus Avengers and oh, he yeah, and right. he drowned Wakanda yeah, like literally yeah. through the ocean on top of Wakanda. That's right. Which which was great later on when uh T'Challa totally punked Namor. When Namor came to him for help, he was like, I need help. I'm was like, Psh,
3: no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. That <laughs> yeah, my face, Mom. Right, right, right. Take, take, that, take, take that elsewhere. You and your potato salad can go elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but, I mean, all of that to say is uh, they're really developing. Um, Fantastic Four is going to be here before yeah, you know. It. Yeah, see, I think. I think they're, they're setting up all the pieces. I
2: think the reason the Phase Four announcement seemed so lackluster because I think everyone wanted the X-Men Fantastic Four announcement. No,
1: nah, I don't I don't want X-Men yet. Yeah, not yet. Not yet, but I, I think but I think people wanted to be clued in.
2: And, and people and wanted something huge. They wanted something huge and, and all they all they, they got still was a got drop. Deadpool. Yeah. Yeah. Bunch Yeah, yeah a bunch
0: yeah. of weird, smaller C Listers and strange you know, team ups. You're right.
2: But you know what is this this is what happens when you delve into the comic book universe. You start uh you start seeing like on speaking to Delve In, the what if show I think is gonna be amazing. Oh yeah. Agreed. And yeah, and yeah, also yeah. the thing about Stan Lee being the watcher was great. Interesting. I didn't hear that. They said that pretty much all of Stan Lee's characters in all the films yeah. he was he was Uatu, the watcher.
0: <laughs> and then oh, so he was the Watcher, Watcher, because <laughs> they
1: had him on the Cloud and Guardians too, with the other uh Watchers on that little brief
0: uh, mm-hmm. moment. But mm-hmm. they're saying
2: they're saying that Stan Lee was, and now Jeffrey Wright is going to be the Watcher, right? Exactly. exactly. But I, I like that. I like that because the Watcher could indeed dis- it, no, he has the dope. power. It yeah, makes sense.
1: it makes total sense, and that's the best way to tie in all those cameos that Stan Lee have done over the years. Yeah, that
2: was that was him showing up at like the Watcher does at the most important moments yeah, of dope. of things. So yeah, I I'm totally with that. I'm I'm 100% on board for the What If show because the What If was one of my favorite books.
0: For those of you out there in the audience who are not avid comic book readers, first off, what are you doing listening to this show? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, What If was a series that ran mostly in the 70s and 80s. And 90s. Yeah. And 90s from Marvel where, well, the, the, the title pretty much says it. What if Jean Grey did not get, get the Phoenix Force? What if the Fantastic Four had not taken that fateful uh, Trip, rocket no. ride mm-hmm. and explores alternate timelines where what things if, are radically different? And that's what that's actually
1: if Wolverine was the vampire leader of the Marvel Universe. That's yeah. one of my favorites.
2: Uh, that's <laughs> actually where Jane Foster made her debut as Thor. Was what if Jane Foster got the hammer? that, ah, that was a nice. book. Yeah, that was. Nice. And so that so you can almost say. Her appearance as Thor precedes Beta Ray because she did that in the seventies, Beta Ray Bill came around in the eighties. All right, fair enough. So it's a it's a what if book that was out. It actually gained a lot of uh value briefly when when she had the when she was in the book. When they said, Oh, hey, we're making Jane Fo- well, we're making a lady Thor, then they reveal it that it's Jane Foster. So Right on. So yeah, that would you know, that that the The slate for Marvel is pretty is looking pretty good. I I really want DC to ca- I re- I really want DC.
1: To so they up. had nothing.
2: They had like it, like <laughs> like a lot of comic book announcements. A lot of like they 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 kind of talked about things coming to the DC Universe app. They canceled Swamp Thing after only a few episodes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, which was pretty good. They they there's the 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 trailer for Batman Hush, which we've all seen by now, the animated I Batman I Hush. And you know, and then there there was the uh, a lot of talk about the outsiders, uh, Young Justice, the outsiders, which is back in back on the app the the rest of the season. But DC kind of came out. A lot of people kind of came out swinging low. A lot of com- lot of good comic book announcements. But as far as like the ho- like larger media scene, not so much. Not so much. Uh, you know, Fear the Walking Dead made some announcements. The Walking Dead made some
1: announcements. But I thought they did their last um issue which for, for the walking dead the huh.
2: comic book is ending soon i forgot which number they announced it, but they're it's supposed to have a definitive end okay. I, I i'd have to I, i'd have to go look that up but you know uh hit rick rick in the books and rick in the show both have departed the scene <laughs> so goodbye rick yeah yeah Good good <laughs>
1: goodbye <laughs> goodbye rick rick and morty four See, ah uh, is it finally happening? Yeah, it's happening. Is it fin- is it it's really happening? Ha- Cause, you they know, actually signed a good deal. They got four, five, six, seven, eight coming. I mean, down the line, right? But, but just, I mean, so it's gonna, but
2: they're gonna keep that Archer esque production schedule where it's like two years on, two years off, or like a year on, two years off.
1: It depends.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, Dan Harmon and Justin Rowland, love them to death. They, they, uh, they, they are two of my favorite creators. I just wish Rick and Morty came out with a little more. Regularity,
0: agreed. Hmm.
2: Like, like at you know at the end of season three, I was kind of like, I'm ready for season four. Just give me the announcement. I know it's not coming for like another year, but it's it's not it's like the Venture Brothers, such a good show. But then they take long lapses off. Yeah, and then
1: it gets out of touch a little bit. Yeah,
2: and then like, well, you feel you feel like okay, now I need to watch last season. because I don't recall it all. Right, 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 right. You know, I just kind of want. I just I just want a, a a more consistent. Production schedule and all those things, but that's 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 good to know. I'm a big fan of I'm a big fan of Rick and Morty. The show I I think the show is hilarious. Yeah, it is. Um, it, it, it definitely, Very smart. Definitely, yeah, definitely speaks to my sensibilities. Uh, that and BoJack Horseman, two of my favorite animated. I don't like the show. I, I like I like the slice of dark comedy that's BoJack Horseman. Uh, but moving on to stay on the topics that we were supposed to talk about, <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> we
2: we well, wow. it's
1: been a minute, y'all. It's, it's been a minute.
2: We had a, we had a lot to talk about, yeah. a, lot, a lot of things on our hearts. But um, you know, while we were talking comics, I wanted to bring out the importance of comics in hip hop and how the comic world has affected the jo- the hip hop genre itself. I think it's always affected it since day one. If you know, because em- MCs became superheroes to us. True and and the, and they themselves had v- many alternate al- you know like the concept of the alter ego is big in hip hop true is
3: Indeed. it is
2: it is very big like your but your state your stage name is one thing but your home you know who you are osi- off the stage is completely
1: different so the secret identity the yeah, alter ego the alter ego is definitely a concept yeah um, the, the alias but sometimes it was a misconception of Comic books. Well, during the times because some some people I couldn't come go around and talk comic book shit with. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. It just that. It's like all right yeah. <laughs> They're not gonna get it. But let's all rap. You know yeah. what I mean? And I think I think the Wu
2: Tang made it made it more acceptable. Yeah. I think I think I think because but there that was
1: little hints like Dale, his album covers yeah. was like um No Need for Alarm. That was like a comic book Yeah, it style. was a comic book cover. You know, you had Outcast AT Aliens, which was full comic book. Yeah. You know. Um But the, I, I think I think But Wu was kind of the first because they actually came they partnered with Marvel. And done actual comic books. Well, they,
2: they had their book came that Wu Tang and what was it the Ten Rings or the Legend of the Nine Rings was image was an image book at one point or an independent book at one point. They've done other collaborations, but their their actual comic was an indie book. Um, well, it it, it, it was real weird.
1: Ghost Capadonna, I mean Ghost Ray and Method Man. They they, didn't t-
2: they? Chris Baccalov. F- did the artwork for that, uh-huh. but it wasn't an official Marvel production. But okay. they yeah, he just did the he did the art just like Bill uh, Bill. I always say his name around. Sinkovich Sinkovich did the cover to Bobby Digital.
1: Nice, and, and nice.
2: It, it looks like it, it. Like when you look at, it, I was like, oh, that looks like a New Mutants cover from the from the eighties. So <laughs> let's
1: rewind the clocks. Like with Wu Tang, um, they first you could get a hint of what they were doing, like on the Purple Tape. Yeah, when the Elliots start dropping. Oh, Johnny oh yeah, Blaze, Johnny Blaze. Yeah, you know Tony Stark's like, dude, straight up goes you, Tony Stark's? You, yeah, a- he just he just went out there and took, took the Iron name.
2: Man, dude. He just took the name and
1: like sampling the old like comic. I mean, the old seventies cartoons. You know, for sound bites and Doom did it as well. Oh yeah, do, I mean, Wu Tang started.
2: Doom took it and ran, yeah, ran away just, with man. it. He took it and he he took it and he was like, "Yep." He's like, "I don't take off my mask. Right? I may not show up to perform." Right. <laughs> Which has yeah, that happened. And, and we've and we've had celebrity Doombot. Most yeah, deaf yeah. was a Doombot. Yeah. Oh, that was deaf here in Chicago. Yeah, I remember yeah, that show. That was most deaf. Most deaf came out on the stage in the Doom mask. Yeah. Most death has been a Doombot. It's a it's a, it's an amazing concept. It's a life
1: Easter egg. I just
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, um, uh, apparently at apparently at, sh- at some show in Atlanta there were three Doombots. Wow. There were three. There was there was and there was three Doombots and eventually the real Doom. <laughs> <laughs> but like I I guess the Doombot started the show, and then like when people were like, hey.
1: That's not him. That's
2: not him. He finally like like you know here it (laughs) comes right yeah yeah you know uh, according according to my friend who was there he's like you saw Doom's stomach before you saw Doom (laughs) (laughs) yeah so but I feel like comics has a like a very high importance in hip hop because they a they get referenced.
0: All the time, absolutely, constantly.
2: All the time, and then and then you come to find out that like most of these guys go to the conventions. They have a mm-hmm. like you know like I was very sh- uh, shocked to find out that you know uh, for for a time, Method Man had a pull list at Midtown Comics in Manhattan. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, like he like he bought his comics at, at Midtown Comics. Like I was I was totally shocked to find that out. You mm-hmm. know, I, I heard he didn't do it very long, but it like the
1: you got a few issues. Yeah, you got. I mean, you know, <laughs> to
2: read on tour, <laughs> read on read, read some graphic novels on yeah. tour. But uh, you know, it's, it's 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 kind of funny just celebrities in general, but especially hip-hop musicians, they they reference comics so much and then the concept of the alter ego has not stopped. It's grown yeah, and it's become even more popular. I mean, now we have Zarface. Yeah, yeah. And and what I like about Zarface is that it's that, it's that almost it's that uh that amalgamation of Two of three people into one. Cause Zarface is representational of three people. Seven L, Inspector Deck, and Esoteric. That's right. All all in one person.
1: Cheesh. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> they so it's almost it, it's it's like they did the Triumvirate. You know, they like came together like we we are Zarface. Yikes. Yeah. That's dope. So yeah, they like these these concepts and I, I like it, um, because I think it it's it, the world is open now uh, much more for this sort of exploration. You can, you can do concepts like this now, and it's not frowned upon. It's not looked at as like, hey, you're, you're that funny little guy in that corner that, that raps in this comic. You know, even right. Mad Lib with Quasimodo. True. Quasimodo is a whole nother, you know, he, and, a, and if, for those who listen, he raps to, as Quasimodo and Mad Lib to each other. Yeah. like they have whole rap conversations. Yeah, they do. Can you imagine like like that like so pretty much it's like Bruce Wayne and Batman having a conversation right. in the
1: same room. Right. And Clark Kent and Supes. Yeah. But um so that's 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 really good,
2: man. Um and I, I just think it's a, it's just has a high level of importance in, in the like
1: in the music. It's still it was a high level of importance. It still was a little disconnected, I believe, but it evolved and got better and better throughout. It, it did get better. Um as me as an MC Shit, I used to read the books and go instantly use references and punchlines mm-hmm. and metaphors and even concepts for songs. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, definitely. Just, just straight diving into it and still does. You know? Oh yeah, no, definitely.
2: Um, I uh, for a friend of mine's mixtape, I did like uh, a whole minute of just rhyming together the uh, the Walking Dead titles. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. Yeah, like he wanted, he like he put out a ho- he wanted to put out a hard theme. Mix tape. He's like, hey, you know, uh, can you give me a, a twenty four to or thirty bars on this little section? And I just pretty much looked at the graphic novel wall and wrote all the Walking Dead graphic novel titles nice. down and just wove them into a, to nice. a, you know some bars for him. Nice. And and he and you know I liked it. You know, I was like, it's dope. And he liked it, and I was like, he's like, yeah, he's like, you couldn't do this like years ago. It's like you'd be like super nerdy for that. Uh, he's a big fan of um, Open Mike Eagle. So, you know, Open Mike Eagle oh, has, yeah. has completely embraced yeah. that. Like, that's his that's his deal. Smarty pants rap. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, as I, I like to call it art nerd rap. Yeah, that's
1: true. <laughs> but um, I think, like, with the music, embracing everything, this is one of the reasons why we're doing this podcast, you yes. know, to marriage these cultures exactly. and to let people know that it's not too – it's not a far distance from each yeah other, y- you, you can live I mean? in both worlds, you can live in both worlds and it's dope and it's uh it's just really it's just really for the creatives imagination you know is is here it should be synonymous it's you know it's, it's like comedy music and then there's comic books and all that all that creative stuff put it all in the bin and watch it go
2: exactly i i like i I hate to see people um Limit themselves. I hate when people yeah. say I hate when people say, oh, that's not my thing. And that's yeah. and that's fine. If if it's something that you truly don't like or you tried it and you know for sure it's not your thing, but just don't dismiss it because you haven't tried it yet or it seems too far
1: out of your grasp when you're creating, or just a misconception of thinking like comic books is just for kids. Oh, you that's know, a huge that's a huge misconception. Like, this ain't uh, Archie. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> you know what I mean, this right? Is, even Archie grew up. Yeah, even Archie grew up. Even Archie right? grew He's dealing up with some real life shit. So yeah. even Archie grew up. So it's like, give it a chance, give it a shot. You know, and and just uh, uh, speaking of Archie, if anyone <laughs> wants
2: to read a great horror story, I know like what Archie horror. Read <laughs> Afterlife with Archie. It is one of the Best zombie
0: books I have ever read. Agreed. Uh, my brother and I, you know, we were, you know, more about the superhero stuff growing up. But, you know, you can't grow up without getting an Archie comic. Yeah, here, someone or there. gives
2: someone gives you one. You pick up some at the grocery store. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, in a re-
0: recent round of, uh, you know, Christmas gift giving, go to the comic shop, get a trade paperback, throw it at the other one. And, yeah, he gave me Afterlife with Archie. That is, uh, yeah, genuine horror. That is genuine horror. And hilarious. Because yeah. you funny. spend a lot of the time, you know, picking out the, you know, making all the references, making the connections to the different characters, but also, yeah, there's plenty of Easter eggs for someone who actually knows the Archieverse. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and it's a good horror story. It's solid zombie storytelling. And, and it
2: has one of the best loyal dog moments I have ever seen in a comic. Where where Archie where they and they give the thought bubbles to the dog and you see the dog's thoughts, <laughs> um, and he was like, protect master must like he was just kind of like even though he he this dog knew that he was going to die, but it didn't matter as long as Archie got away, and Good he sacri- that his dog sacrificed and he, and you get to see the dog's thoughts like oh it was it was such a great moment heartbreaking at the same time because mm-hmm. you're just like oh man. the the dog's dead (laughs) like oh man this dog Dog. is not making
0: it (laughs) (laughs) but bringing it back to hip-hop though um like there was as you said there's always been a nerdy streak and part of the hip-hop boasting was also you know making those references and claiming that you have the superpowers or that you're richer than bruce wayne or that you're stronger than superman I, i just recently listened to uh uh, Tim Dog, Penicillin on Wax in its entirety, oh, just because I, I freaking oh, love wow. Tim Dog. So nice. But Tim Dogg. I know that's deep, right? <laughs> <laughs> Tim Dog, for those of you who don't know, was a uh, Queens rapper. I want to say who made his bones by just releasing an entire album dissing N.W.A. and Compton. Fuck the Compton. Big singer. Yeah, he did. Fuck Compton. But among the lines, and Tim Dog wasn't the smartest guy on earth, but he had a certain <laughs> certain sw- swagger and style. And uh, yeah, among his boasts were "I'm so bad, I whipped Superman's ass." Yeah. <laughs> In typical Tim Dog, his right? voice was so
2: commanding, so commanding. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but yeah, they, like MCs were always making those boasts and making those references because it was a way to claim that you were amazing. True. Uh, so that was always part of the standard, and then for a while, uh, nerdy hip hop did get sort of pigeonholed into nerdcore, which is which is, it's a thing, and it's a, it's an avenue to be respected, but it, it's
2: nerdcore also you goes it, into other things that sometimes aren't really hip hop, and it's unnecessarily
0: limiting.
1: So I it it is what, is
2: what I'm also saying? So,
1: um, explain.
2: Okay, so so nerdcore came around, and you and you had you had uh, people like MC Chris, MC Frontalot. Um, who were like who were pretty much, uh, making music based on self-deprecating nerdy humor, okay. um, like uh, like MC Chris had that had that Boba the Fett song that kind of took off uh, amongst um, amongst that grouping, like, um, like pretty much I bounty hunt, uh, I'm Boba Fett, I'm bounty hunting to finance my Corvette, you know, that was like like the gist of the song. Okay, and then from that, the whole eight-bit track movement kind of came in. And so the where nerd people was sampling eight bit. Um, or or making eight bit sounding tracks. Okay. And so it started to slowly gravitate from this kind of hip hop scene to where it was just kinda like almost uh it was just a Nerdcore then became just a music genre on its own. It didn't necessarily mean you were a nerd M C anymore. When it first started, it was just like a bunch of nerd MCs, bunch of guys who were like, I'm a nerd, I'm gonna rap about my nerd stuff and I don't care what you think about me,
1: but on the world hip hop level, like nerdcore or nerd MC, do that stand alone to any MC? Like, because I think it, it's like a it's a subgenre. It's a sub. But, it's a, it's a sub genre. All right, like but, but MC who's Chris who's got the, popular. Uh, Ran, yeah, yeah, Mega Ran. He, he's Ren. he's nerd.
2: He's nerdcore definitely. Okay.
1: Yeah, he's nerdcore, definitely. and substantially he's making a living. And he's
2: making a living. On, I mean, once he signed that deal with Capcom, it was a wrap. So Capcom scooped him. Cap Capcom. I mean, to, to be backed smart. by a video game by the video game company that makes Mega Man, yeah. for them to finance your tours, uh, you know. D Nick and the Microphone Misfits went on tour with him. Where they he, they were the opening act for him, and you know he, he it was pretty dope. You know, but Capcom said, but yeah. Not too many
1: people know about Mega Man.
2: They, they they don't, he he has a, but he has a following that's large enough to sustain his lifestyle. Got you. And that's, you know, because you, you, you can almost make that argument um, when it comes to open Mike Eagle. Like, we know of him, lots of, thousands, millions of people know of him.
1: We have a show on Comedy Central now.
2: Now, but if you, if like, a couple years ago. Shout out to the new Negroes. Oh, yeah, shout out to the new Negroes, yep. But if you had gone a few years ago and said open Mike Eagle, we would have still known, but the general public not much of an idea and True. Th- that's even after the, all those swim team videos came out with him, all the, the whole crew freestyling right people still didn't know like who open mike eagle was you know he's now getting his name is now circulating larger but he, i would say he is probably the most successful to be linked to that to that subgenre he's definitely so he's the most successful core? He he is one of those that he's nerdcore hip. Like I he's, he don't Open Mike Eagle
1: back in then. yeah. We used to rock and make uh, and do music together. So yeah, I know. He, uh, he, he was a, he's a an nacro Yeah, he's a we nacro. didn't call him a nerdcore. Right. He was an MC. Nerdcore, we all were on the same. And he
2: still is an MC, but I you know think his what music got linked to the his music got I to the nerdcore. I hate categories.
1: I hate categories because yeah. he could burn any MC. It's no category that. Yeah, he's not. Li- he's an MC, bro. Yeah, he's an MC. He is, and he'll burn any MC that step to. I know that dude. Yeah, I, no. Open Open like, Mic is super dope. Yeah, hey it's in certified, the square, bro. Yeah, <laughs>
2: certified. But his music did get linked to the nerdcore scene of that because the nerdcore scene was also big on the West Coast. So his his music got linked to that. Not so much where it overpowered it, but his name is not is in that circle. Not so much as much as MC Chris and MC Frontalot and those guys. But then like Chiptune came in and then Nerdcore went real sideways in my opinion. Um, but that's just me. I, I I may be one of the few that feel that way.
0: Well, fair, but I bring it up because it became this sort of corner that was all about it was the nerd. It and was comic book, you know, comic book stuff was part and parcel of that. But it is more mainstreamed again as comics and the Marvel cinematic universe. Explodes. has just e- yeah. exploded and come into you know, come out of just this rarefied little nerdly corner that we all grew up in right. and has become part of the greater public consciousness. I think it's safe to say that uh MCs are feeling freer to let their nerd flag fly. Oh yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, de- definitely, definitely. I, I think right. that's I think that is definitely true. I think there are a lot of a lot more people who are now that now that it is more commercially accepted acceptable now. and now and now it's accepted i always tell people now i was like now this nerd thing is acceptable i'm like but i was like when i was when i was grinding it out in the 80s and 90s Yeah, and just- and when i when i <laughs> like 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 when me and my friends were trooping through neighborhoods tagging and i see a comic shop and i'm like oh, i need to go in there and they're, right. and they're, they're all looking at, at you crazy yeah, they're looking at like, me like crazy. yo no yeah no. like what, what are you
1: doing? you into that yeah, yeah exactly
2: Like, like they're like like you read them joints? Yeah. Like, yeah I do I do all the time like there's got some in my bag now they're like well, read the ones in your bag cause we ain't going we in we ain't going in now <laughs> fam we gotta do this wall yeah we gotta do this wall like we can do both
1: no no <laughs> So yeah, hip hop there was a disconnection but uh now everything is coming together and it's 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 getting it's getting it's looking a little good. It's yeah, good it's looking,
2: looking good. good. And, and and for the people listening out there, I highly recommend uh go and listening to Red Man Superman Lover for some hilarious nice. hip hop slash superhero high. One, two and, and three. One, two, and, especially and three, especially throw
1: in at three. Yeah. Especially yeah. three. So but yeah. You guys get to the first two to that one. Yeah, yeah. Re- shout out to Reggie. Reggie Noble, yeah, he, he's yeah the Superman. MC's MC, the MC, MC, the man. MC's <laughs> MC.
2: He, he is the, he is a man of the people, yeah. But also, you know, also he, he was one to embrace that early on. Like he's like, hey, there is Red Man, and there's Reggie Noble. He, Actually, he went
1: crazy on Green Island. There's a dark side. It's a very interesting. Yeah, and on which Red one has has Reggie Green Noble Island. versus versus Red Man? Oh, that's the first one. The first album. one, yeah. So that he went back to back on that one with Redman versus Reggie Noble, which is hilarious. Yeah, which is very hilarious. And then he went to, like, a four-man squad on yeah. Green Island. It's like, Reggie Noble... Red Man, Uncle Quillis, and all the other characters yeah, he could was, probably it Was Red made. Zilla one of them? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, Red,
2: was, Red, Red Man was. is one of those guys that has multiple alter egos, much like Method Man. Yeah, yeah. Mo- mo- much but like he, almost all of the Wu. He mood.
1: executed a song where he could put them all together. together yeah. Uncle Quillis. I forgot together. about Uncle Quillis. Yes, <laughs> <it was> crazy. <laughs> Red Man. When I heard it, that, I was like, Red Man is crazy. Red, Red man is yeah, a he's crazy. I like that. Red Man is a certified. Yeah, I like Genius, that. yeah, yeah, definitely, man. Got to be in your top three, Reggie. Um, Red Tape, what the album, Muddy Waters, oh yeah, just all classics.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm even okay with Doc's the name. I, Me too. A lot, a lot of people, a lot of people didn't like Doc's. That the was kind of the, the fine line. Well, it, he, it, it Doc's the name definitely had more of a commercial appeal to it than the previous albums did. But you it, know
1: what I say about Red, man? I don't care what kind of beat. You're gonna he, get certified lyrics. Yeah. You're gonna get certified bars for Red. Man. Yeah, he does Even not on slack off. Whack albums or fall off albums or albums you just don't like. The lyrics is always gonna be there. Yeah, yeah. No, he is a he is a just,
2: certified lyricist. Yeah, hands yeah. hands down, one of one of the best, one of the best to, to touch a mic. One of the best and definitely one of the most entertaining because yeah. he 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 was entertaining from the beginning. Right. Right. Like, like he he, he came in, he didn't have to get wild. He came in the game wild and <laughs> stayed wild. That's what I like. <laughs> <laughs> he came Reggie. he came in the game with tissues in his nose and right. they still got Muffin Marks. Yeah, still got tissues in his nose. Yeah. <laughs> Muffin Marks. <laughs> Muffin Marks, that's
1: right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, man. So uh yeah, pretty much uh like I said, Dale Hieroglyphic stayed. Oh yeah, they they to, had uh, they had the com- the comic feel books.
2: to them. Yep. That and I mean, it breaking down to get to some of the more recent. Uh, Little brother, Justice League. I mean, there was a crew yeah. named the Justice League. Right, right, right. You know, right. uh, was it Jean Grey, Little Brother, uh, who else was in there? And Jean Grey, just her, her herself, yeah. Jean <laughs> Grey. <laughs> Jean Grey, I got it. right? the obvious, the obvious. Yeah, oh, obvious. One
1: of them, one of the more slept-on female MCs out here. Yeah, I know she's really dope, dude. Like when um, ultra talented. She's one of my favorite. Ultra talented. One of my favorite uh, lady MCs. I don't know. They don't like female MCs, all that stuff. So I always call them MCs, like her ride, digger, and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, they are MCs yeah, to they're the fullest. Just MCs, dude, to the but, fullest.
2: Jean Grey is dope. Jean Grey so dope. is ultra dope, and we're moving into into. The last few minutes here, so I gotta ask you: Got any fly notes for us this week? Oh yeah, I got fly notes. All right, <laughs> as long as you got, fl- as long as
1: you got fly notes. I got some fly notes. Now look, you know, usually I'm on this show, I'm talking shit about Superman, right? <laughs> <laughs> some a lot, yeah. You are, you are, you are, a, you are an official Clark hater. <laughs> so uh saw Brightburn, I was cheering, got a little evil Superman dude running around. But I recently watched this show called The Boys. Oh yeah. Homelander <laughs> I changed my mind The homelander, <laughs> homelander is a son of a bitch a Homelander is an ass clown dude. <laughs> I don't fuck with that dude It's so dark Like the boys I watched the entire season I still got an episode left Good I still good. got an episode I left gotta, I gotta get my hands on this comic book Cause I heard it was Worse. Oh, the book. Yeah, Worse. Like, oh my God. I can
0: give you issue one. That's yeah. as far as I got. I'm like, all right, this really? is just a little too, a uh, little too gritty, dude. It it, it, it's, it starts <laughs> you, off. You didn't
2: finish it. It's it and, and issue one is before they no. move to the company where they got the where they could do the more mature stuff. Issue one starts off with with hyper ultra violence. Just From, for its own sake. For its own sake. If you've never read a Garth Ennis book, yeah, I heard these. wild. Wow. Garth Ennis goes there and there is this book that came out much later than the boys called crossed. I read the first two volumes across first volume across. I got through, it was rough. It was rough dealing with the violence because there was a, there was a, there was a character a a short lived character called uh, horse dick.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And, And, just because uh, <laughs> preachers' our space wasn't yeah. Uh, yeah. Just, our space wasn't
2: our enough. Space our <laughs> space was not enough. Um, there was a, there was a character called Horse Dick, and his <laughs> his his literal claim to psychopathic fame was that he beat you to death with a horse.
0: <laughs> Damn, dude, that was his
3: literal.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. So like the boys, the comic book. And again, I saw it coming because I had just gotten through uh, trades of uh, preacher was Garth Ennis just being like, you know what? Let's not bother with all this plot and road story. We're just going to go straight to the violence. Straight that's to what violence. the: violence. that's what the story is now. Wow. Yeah.
1: Well the show came out great. It was a great um dude the wind, twist at the end everything yeah the air that airport the airplane scene oh man God, with that's, with that's, with with the homelander
2: and uh what what was her name? I forgot the uh, Lady Mae yeah yeah, yeah. La- La- Lady Maeve. just to, to back down
3: before our, like <laughs> like he, like he, He he
2: flashed the eye beams at the innocents. He's like, yo, it's like, it's not bad enough that that this plane is going down and you can't (laughs) save us. But now you're flashing your red eyes at me. But I liked his reasons for not being like, for him not being able to superman the plane, the actual physics. He was like, he's like, yeah, she was like, lift the plane. He was like, what am I standing on? Right. He's like there's nothing. He she was like, "Well, yeah. he, he's like if I fly upwards, I'll push the plane apart. Right. I'm that yeah, that's strong." True. That's true. He's like, "What a, he's like, "What do you want me to do here?" He's like, "There's nothing I can do except he make this He said it kind situa- of though. He said it kind He's like, "There's nothing we could but he's he like there's nothing. He's like, "There's nothing we could do for these people except make their death worse." And then he did make their death
1: worse because yeah, he, he was like, "I'm going out this door." <laughs> Screw all y'all. Yo. <laughs> coming with me or what? So yeah, the boys was very dark but very entertaining. Yes, I watched episode one. I couldn't stop watching it. Yeah, so, uh, uh, great. Boys is a great take
2: on the on the superhero genre in terms of like you know what happens when it all goes wrong becomes too corporate. But it it is definitely well the book itself the the show had less violence than the book. The book was violent like you said for the sake of being violent. There were some scenes that were like. You didn't have to shove that bat up that dude's ass. <laughs> that was <laughs> <laughs> like that was that 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 was a choice. Like you, like you've already brutalized this. Like because that's that's what the the character the butcher in the books would do. He he wouldn't be satisfied with just like we 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 fight the we shoot the fair one. You won't whoop me. Right. I'm down. Right now, once you're down, he's like, oh. How many things can I shove inside your body? How many <laughs> body parts can I take off you? How do I make you remember I did this? To? How can I? What? What's the amount of damage I can do to you to make you remember I did this to you and that I'm not to be trifled with? Shit. Now get this though. It's still not as bad as the things Garf Ennis had the Punisher do when he wrote the
0: Punisher. Really?
2: Ooh. Garf Ennis's. Uh, the only thing that stopped. See the the violence in the Punisher. Um, because he was, he, even though it was a Marvel max book and that was the adult book, they still told Garth, like, Hey, you can't do everything. You got to tone it down, but we'll let you imply whatever you want. And I don't know what's worse. Seeing it, like seeing like in the boys, you see it boy, all the rip off. Right. In the Punisher books, it's just all like implied by the reactions of other people. Yeah. He makes you he makes See, you the graphics you, in your head. He, yeah, he, ah. puts it, he puts it in here. It's like, like he let. they let him do some things, like when they had him string the mobster's guts across the trees and keep them alive. He's like, well, you're alive because of all the painkillers. You tell me what I want to know, I shoot you in the head. You tell me what I don't want to know, i let the animals eat your entrails slowly while the painkillers wear off.
0: He's Dude. like, either way,
2: you're dying. This is Garf Ennis. That is that's Garf yeah, Ennis for you. That does me. sound right. <laughs> all right. But I I, I, I don't, but I I, I say stick with the boys. As much as I thought Cross was an interesting concept, I don't, uh, it's a book I can't really suggest past volume one. I can't do Cross past volume one. I just can't. Noted.
1: So there's books that you guys can't go past. Gee, (laughs) shit. Well,
2: I went past, uh, I unfortunately went past volume one because I'm like, he can't get any worse than this. If and I should not say that about Garth Ennis, Gar, if there's another level of violence, Garth Ennis finds it. True. He is probably the he is probably the most violent writer I've ever read. Is he crazy? Crazy good, cause it's like he, cause he he gets all the characterization and he he'll develop amongst the blood and gore, character development, character movement, plot movement, twists, turns. Nice but you just got to get past the fact that he is he is willing to show you a baby being exploded. <laughs> you got I mean you got to you got to you got to deal with that. <laughs> you got you got to deal with that that there that that ba- like under his watch babies have like been on comic panels getting dismembered. You got to be able to get past that.
1: Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> you got to get past that. And that
2: okay. and and that's what I'm saying crossed is him with 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 someone saying, "Hey, Garth, we don't care." That's cross, and that's why sometimes when you start, when you get to certain parts across, you're like, "Yeah, I can't read." Yeah, this maybe you
0: should put the gloves back on. Yeah,
2: wow. yeah, put put the gloves. back like, it's like, jeez, why'd you all let them do that? But yes, the boys. I'm sorry, we got way sidetracked yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, with yeah, yeah. <laughs> I knew that was the major note. But um,
1: I saw the Irishman um um trailer. It's the Martin Scorsese directed with Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, and Joe Pesci that haven't done the movie. In 21 years Since Goodfellas Yeah this is fourth movie In 21 years So It's back to the mob You know um, hey, what he does best? Yeah, you know, what he it's, does. It's best. just some gangster shit. <laughs> 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 so check that out. And um, there's a 16 year old that won three million dollars in a Fortnite. Um, I I saw that. Yeah, there's a lot of angry parents out there. It's like you know, you let your kid play the damn game. You know, you can win money in this. This is actual a thing. Yeah, the and uh, the es- going, esports is growing and growing. We're going to a level where you you know, like ESPN look at these tournaments and consider it the EVO is starting the EVO oh, yeah. tournaments is starting um, now and um Japan has
2: full on VR tournaments now yeah see full on virtu- yeah. vir- virtual reality tournaments so
1: this is going somewhere you know if you have kids whose game who play games don't discourage them they could get you up out of your crib <laughs> they could change your situation if you know they yeah i more. mean the the e-sports e- is becoming a major thing my my
2: son um was very jealous that i got to stay at the luxor where where esports are actually right now always being played nice um like some of the major e-sporting tournaments are in that hotel but that's becoming a that, that stuff is on the rise yeah. um you know that that whole thing of uh playing madden for money professionally that used to be a pipe dream when i was like in high school like Oh, I would love to play this game. I'm so good at it. Right now, it's a thing. Yeah, it's like a legit thing. People are walking away with hundreds of thousands of dollars for playing vi- video games now. Not but most me. aren't. Most aren't like ah, the NBA. Right. right. Let's let's be realistic. Like the NBA is still a select few. So don't go <laughs> jumping out your skin, quitting your job because you play <laughs> Fortnite. <laughs> All right.
1: Yeah, don't do that. Don't change your life. Yeah, you don't know. don't change don't your, do all that. Don't change but, your life.
2: Wait, wait till you get yeah. that invite to the million Remember, dollar tournament. Remember, I just see a sixteen year old. One
1: sixteen year old. Man, you know what I mean, man. like yeah, this yeah. has been the career corner. <laughs> Nerd group. Career conscious. <laughs> <laughs> don't do anything stupid, dumbass. <laughs> But yo that's uh, that, oh shout out to the Wakandacon uh, um Oh the, yeah that was a big that, yeah. that,
2: that was a nice nice little thing I I got to enjoy it a little bit on
1: uh oh, so yeah for sure yeah I done a panel with my homie uh, Mike from uh, Blur. Radio. Nice Ryan Fest and Ashley Woods Nice so um first um first a comics as well it was pretty dope you know um just keep on supporting we got to support each other man and that's just the bottom line with everything you know whatever yeah. culture whatever you're into music, comic books, movies, video games, whatever, we got to support our own and start, you know, putting our images on shit.
2: You know what I mean? And and with that being said, if you are sponsoring a convention, part of a convention, setting up at Artist Alley, get at us. We will shout you out either on the page, on the gram. We'll come and check you out. We'll We'll do interviews.
1: We'll do whatever, man.
2: We trying to push this culture forward. If you have something going on, you Feel free to let us know. We'll talk about it here. We'll come see you. We'll right. pr- we'll, we'll promote it, and you know we'll we'll bring you into the family. Absolutely, but our so uh, nerd group yeah, exactly. <laughs> and spe- speaking of which, ladies and gents, I believe that is our time. So, from Coachy e Soulstar to my man Kai's G. and to the producer extraordinaire Scott. Thank you very much. That is our show this week. Hope you enjoyed it, and we are back on schedule, so no more delays. Cause hey, so, yeah. Yeah, I I got. I'm through the busy period of my job. (laughs) 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 So, uh, once again, peace. Stay safe out there, and we'll see you in just two weeks.
1: Subscribe and share.
2: Subscribe and share.